Hi, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will, and today we're talking about you. That's right. We're not here talking about a topic that's going to split your church. We're here talking about you. In fact, you helped us hit our first milestone. If you're watching this, we have reached 500 subscribers, which is crazy. We're actually like 504 now, just overnight. And to me, this is crazy. You have to understand the fact that this started for me as a passion project, as something that I was passionate about because I had seen so much disunity in the church no one really willing to challenge their ideals for the sake of truth, but rather they want to regurgitate what they've always believed and what they've always been taught. And as someone who's a pastor, but also a seeker, someone who always really wants to just wrestle some big ideas, I found that to be so disheartening in ministry because no one was willing to challenge anything they, they originally believed. And for me, I believe that we should be able to discuss certain things, especially in-house topics. Let me explain what I mean by that. Things that are mere Christianity. So we are all united as Christians right? That is mere Christianity. That is, we, we all believe in Jesus Christ, and we might have some different beliefs on how certain aspects of it work, but man, we're at least able to, we should at least be able to be united in Christ. And you know what? Then we have the in-house topics, which are, okay, let's debate those. How do, you know, what's our view of eschatology, ecclesiology, soteriology, all these different things. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with those, that's fine. But the point is that I was like, man, why can't we do that? And I, as someone who experienced some horrible church splits in ministry, I was, I've been in pa uh, pastoral leadership for about seven years. And what's crazy to me is the, the, uh, the, the, what I've experienced. You know, people talk about hypocritical Christians, and they're not kidding. I have experienced some of the worst things during the hardest times. My wife's mother, for context, my wife's mother, -in -law, uh, mother was dying of cancer while people were stabbing the, the, us in the back, knowing the fact that my wife was up there nursing her mother to her certain death. And then not long after, after that, right after we got had, had our first miscarriage, what happens? Well, uh, some people start having to fit in the church, e even though we're trying to suffer our first loss of a child. And then we had another church split issue, which was like, it was this crazy scenario, but basically these people didn't like my view of, of how I handled alcohol in the church. Meanwhile, they allowed alcohol in their own home, and now they're growing weed in their basement. And it's just nuts to me, the fact that it's like, okay, we will fight over this, and you can contradict yourself there and uh, and yet we're we're at each other's throats and this doesn't make any sense and during a time that my family really needs the support of the church the church would rather betray it and I was like well this is crazy to me and the thing is that's not all the church and that's the thing when it comes to church splits and these horrible divisive topics that's not everybody not everyone are these people who are willing to you know shoot at each other fight each other it's just the fact that it's the people with all the, that make all the noise that tend to get all this going on. And as a, as a pastor, this church split idea, the idea of, man, people becoming disunified, just, just being, instead of being able to be united over divisive topics, we just, we stay, you know, ununited over divisive topics. And we can't ever come together and just look at each other and go, you know what, I might disagree with the way you do that. I might disagree with your intellectual understanding of that. I might not like exactly how you do X, Y, and Z. But you know what? You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You challenge the truth too. And you know, you challenge things to find the truth. So you know, we, let's work in unity with each other. And it's crazy to me the fact that there's over 500 people that at least thought that message, the idea of coming together over divisive topics, not being immature, not being offended so easily, it was worth subscribing to. And you know, some of you, I know I have atheists that I subscribe to this channel too, just because sometimes I do a response to people who resign the faith. And guys, thank you for being here, because that means as well to you that 
this was at least worth listening to and you're not scared to have somebody who disagrees with you have a conversation with you and vice versa. And so guys, we need more Christians willing to do that. The early church had so many disagreements. They argued it out for days and they were still able to love one another. And nowadays we almost have this idea in Christianity that we can't talk about divisive topics. We can't talk about politics. We can't talk about the Bible scripture. We can't talk about scripture. We can't talk about something that's debated because we can't risk offending people. And my only thought is how can we ever find the truth if we're not willing to offend somebody? Because the truth is going to be offensive. If you are in the wrong, you are going to be offended when you are proven wrong. And it's okay to be proven wrong though. Like that's another thing. So we have this idea that if you are wrong, somehow is a shameful thing. No, what's shameful is never being able to admit that you're wrong. And you know, I've even said on this channel, if I find myself wrong in a situation, in a position, I will openly do a correction video and say how I was wrong. And I plan to do that. So it, it, anyway, the point is guys, that this truth, truth is at the center of everything in Christianity. And people a lot of times say, well, no, it's love, or no, it's this or it's that. Truth is, because the truth is we ought to love. The truth is we ought to give the gospel. The truth is we ought to care for the widow. The truth is we ought to stand up for the poor and the destitute. The truth is we ought to care about righteousness versus unrighteousness. Truth is at the center of it. God is truth. All truth is God's truth. Um, and, but we need to bring that truth with some grace and decency. And that one man once said, truth without love is harshness, but love without truth is compromise. And I think that's so true. So we have to hit that center row. And, you know, maybe I'm going to mess that up sometimes. I might not always be perfectly balanced, you know. Uh, but, man, we can at least try. So guys, thank you for being a part of that. And if you find this message to be worth listening to, share this channel or even join up on our Patreon. If you'd be willing to buy me a coffee sometime, go ahead, give it there. Because guys, all this is self-funded. This has been an probably my most expensive project I've ever done in my life. But it's something that I was so passionate about where I was like, you know, I really want to have these conversations with the people. So my buddy Brian got behind it with it. With it. Um, my buddy Andrew did. And other friends of mine who have been on here, Ethan and others. It's been such a powerful experience. And I know it's actually impacted lives. And what's crazy to me as well is the fact that we've reached places like the Philippines, New Zealand, Ukraine, other parts of Europe. We've reached across the globe now. And that's crazy to me. And I know we're a small channel in comparison to other ones. But we have to understand, in a theology channel, a Christian channel, one that discusses issues in the church, 500 seems like a lot to someone like me who was not expecting this gigantic following in any way, nor is it what I'm even pursuing. I just want to pursue truth and I want to be alongside of those who are willing to do so and willing to do so respectfully. So guys, thank you for being a part of that. Even if you disagree with me, I have friends that I greatly disagree with um, on various topics, but you know, we get along just fine. Uh, so, you know, and that's the thing. As I understand, it's hard sometimes to get along with people we disagree with, but we have to remember there's in-house topics and you know, non-in-house topics. You know, in-house topics would deal with the idea of soteriology, ecclesiology, you know, eschatology, all these things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. Or just the way we interpret the Bible. You know, those are in-house topics. But mere Christianity is where we should be united, which is the idea of just giving the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, whoever repents and believes. You be giving the message of, of Christianity out there, of Jesus Christ, of who the God is, says he is. Getting that message out there, we should all be united. 
We should all be in the same house. And then we ought to be able to debate topics in-house while still loving everyone within the house. Much like a family. There's a reason why the body of Christ is that I, that concept, the, the whole, like, no one says to his arm he hates his arm, right? No one hates a part of his body. No one should hate a part of their family. Therefore, we ought to be united. And I know it's not always easy. Christianity isn't easy. No one said Christianity is to be easy. We have John MacArthur right now who, you know, said, hey, he'd rather be arrested. He will be arrested rather than close his church right now. And that's a powerful message. And, you know, as a Protestant, he's protesting, which is the very root of Protestantism. And yet Protestants are attacking him for saying that, no, the government does not belong dictating the church. Which is funny because most of these people have shouted separation of church and state for so long. And that's an irony of it. Maybe you're one of those people. Maybe that's something you should, you should think about a little bit. But bottom line is we need to be together on this. Because guys, there's so many people who are, who are going through so much worse as Christians as well. Like there's Christians in China dealing with some serious persecution. And in 1 Peter, we are warned about the suffering we're going to experience as Christians. So we need to be able to, you know what, we're going to suffer. So why do it alone? Why sit there and fight each other and attack each other and, and alienate ourselves, put ourselves on an island when we don't have to? Let's be united. So guys, thank you for being a part of this. Be on fire for Jesus Christ. Be on fire for truth. Be willing to challenge your views and be willing to have conversations with people that you greatly disagree with. Because how are you going to be a proper witness for Christ if you're not willing to have those conversations? I had some people that didn't like the way I talked to Brenda with God is great because they thought I should have been more mean and aggressive or, or you know, more upfront. But the thing is, is bottom line, I, I, we're trying to reach people and we're not trying to be jerks about it, but we're also trying to proclaim truth. And I think that's important. And I think that's a message worth hearing. So if that's a message you can get behind, please do so. There's so much good Christian content online. And nowadays, the internet really is a new mission field. And that is one of the things I'm like, dude, I'm a millennial pastor. I can do this. And so can Brian. And the church so badly needs to be anchored in something that is truthful. That is not ashamed to be anchored to that truth. And the church really is, in many ways in America, ashamed to do so. They're afraid of offending people. They're afraid of going against the grain. You know, we have to go, you know, that's why churches are even afraid. I, I know the Right to Life of Michigan said they had a hard time getting certain petitions signed even at churches because some of the churches were like, we don't want to approach that dicey topic. And I don't understand how biblical truth can even be considered dicey in a church. You know, or people who are going... Um, well, we don't want to make a stand on LGBT issues because, you know, we don't want to be looked at as hateful. Well, no, what you need to be looked at is biblical, right? That's what we should be, we'd be being pushed as. Well, well, that's a godly church, that's a biblical church. You can disagree with them, but at least they're consistent. The issue is, is you know, all the hypocrisy in the, in the United States, in the, <laughs> wow, words, I need words. The problem is all the hypocrisy in the church today in, in the U.S., you know, and people point it out all the time. And of course, we're all going to be hypocrites to a degree, right? We're all going to mess up. But it's whether or not we just want to live and exist in that hypocrisy. And we ought not to be. We ought to be willing to challenge ourselves. We ought to be willing to push past. And we ought to be willing to go against the status quo. We ought not to be afraid to be divisive over topics of righteousness but we ought to be able to be united with in -house on those in-house topics. So the whole point of the church split has really been and always will be to unite a divided body, but through truth. We will risk offending people for the sake of truth. And you know, and that's what's funny is sometimes I, I will, I'll irritate the more of the fundamentalist types, but sometimes I am going, and a lot of times I'm probably going to irritate the more liberal types. 
And, you know, the, the thing is, we need to be concerned about just being biblical, not cultural. You know, we shouldn't care about what other people think. We need to be worried about being biblical, not cultural. And that's important. Uh, we have a church today that's very focused on being cultural and, cultural and being relevant. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being engaged in your culture a little bit. I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt for crying out loud, you know. Uh, Han Solo's the man. But the point is, is that if you let culture consume your church, your church will soon find itself very ineffective. But at the same time, you know, if you completely alienate yourself from the society in which you minister, you're going to also have a really hard time connecting with people because you're going to feel so foreign to them. So we need to learn how to be biblical, but at the same time, you know, we don't need to sit there and alienate every little thing of our lives, but at the same time, we ought not compromise biblical truth. And you know, those dicey topics, those hard topics, it's okay to have, to discuss them. You know, we shouldn't, I've, I've been advised by people before to stay out of the weeds, Will. Just don't engage those topics. And you know what? I think that's hurt the church because we're so afraid to talk about difficult topics that so desperately need to be talked about. We are so afraid to have that conversation because we're afraid of a, another church member alienating us, causing a church split, causing us division. And you know what? That really is a testament to the weakness and immaturity of the church more than it is someone bringing up a topic. It really is. It's not the person bringing up the topic that's the immature one. It's the people who are so adamant that they will not discuss it, they can't be possibly wrong, and they're going to fight you on it. It's, it's, it's not good. We need to have more intellectual honesty in the church to be able to hash some of these topics out while at the same time not compromising the big ones that we know are important, you know, the divinity of, you know, of Christ, the, the salvation by faith, not by works, things like that. Yeah, of course, you know, those are uncompromisable. But other, th other things, you know, let's have a conversation. So we have some exciting things coming to the channel. I'm going to keep addressing different topics. Um, I'm going, I have some interviews coming up. Uh, we have Brad Vasquez this week with Alternate Media coming up. We're finally getting him on for an interview. We also have Cameron Bertuzzi with Capturing Christianity coming on later this month, which is super dope. Um, I'm just really excited about this, guys. We are getting, we're getting to a point where our channel feels like it's actually getting off the ground a little bit. We are finally past all the audio issues. We're past all the visual issues. We got, a th we got a swing going. And also, some of the other new things is, guys, I am reaching out to people to teach particular classes on exactly certain doctrines of the church or other groups of the church. I, I, I reached out to a Reformed friend. I'm going to try to reach out to our Arminian friend, and I'm going to try to have people teaching what these theologies are. And I think that'd be so cool because it can show the fact that we can be united even though we disagree. And people know I'm not Arminian. People know I'm not a Calvinist. But at the same time, why not have that doctrine here available so that way people who are curious or wanting to learn can learn? You know, and, we, and they can test these doctrines against the truth of Scripture and find a place to land. I'm just excited about this, guys. So thank you for being part of that first 500. You guys are the real MVPs. You know, the next one is 1,000. So help us get there. Like, share the channel. Thank you guys so much for being part of the church split. And y'all take care. Have a good day.